One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. Now then, Neil, how are we doing? Long time no speak. How's tricks, my friend? Yeah, not bad at all. It's been it's been a little, as you can imagine, having been in in the job for forty odd years. It's it is strange, but it's, it's given me a chance to do other things which I've I've really enjoyed doing and uh, had a laugh here and there. And obviously, <laughs> uh, I never thought I'd ever go on Twitter, Dave. <laughs> but I've, I've done one of. One or two silly things on Twitter, and it, uh, I have enjoyed it, if I'm honest. Well, that's good. I mean, that's on my list of things to catch up with you about, and we'll get to that in due course. But as you say, given that yeah. length of time in management, off the back of a long playing career, I mean, what's, what's Neil Warnock's day-to-day like? Well, everything's different, really. We've, mm. we've got a couple of dogs. Um, if it's going to be hot, we get out early in the morning and have, mm-hmm. have, a, have a walk. Um we both we both enjoy cycling. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got electric bikes, <laughs> so we uh, we'd cycle all over the show. We, we, mm. we do about thirty thirty five miles a day, wow. you know, when we do it. So, and in Corn- in Cornwall, the, sh- the roads are narrow, and there's some dead ends, and mm-hmm. we've been able to, you know, go down places we wouldn't normally go. So it's yeah. been, that's been good. It's all consuming there when you're a manager. Mm. It's like me looking after 25 kids every day you know there's always one one coming in and uh, they've got chicken pox or mm. they're not going to school and the, the, uh, there's always something wrong with somebody and you you're trying to sort their problems out as well as sorting your own out regarding you know who you're playing next etc you neil are out on tour like a rock star on a tour called are you with me <laughs> visiting yeah. visiting your previous clubs and cities that you've had a real effect and i from what i've seen and what we've discussed so far and, and we'll give people a little bit more detail of, of where you're going to be and, and where you've already been how have you found that I've, I, just tell us from an emotional point of view how has it been to see those fans up close and personal well it's something that i've never never come across really because when you're managing a club, yeah, you can we, you have the good results and the end of the game and I punch my fist up in the air. And <laughs> I always I always used to like clapping all the way around the ground because the fans from every angle, um, and never really realised um, sort of the love that they got for me. Um, when I went back, I've, I've been back to all the venues and all the clubs and 
and they must welcome me back because I think <laughs> I've been to six clubs and they haven't lost. I am, I'm undefeated in watching the games. <laughs> uh, and I, I mean, I went, I did a, on, on a couple of those, I went out at half time to do a draw, you know, a, mm-hmm. a, a 50-50 draw, I think, or some, you know, there was something like that. And to get the, the reception that I got, I, you know, it's quite emotional, really. I was quite filled up, if I'm honest. Mm. Uh, I never expected the chanting that I got. And, uh, you know, at Plymouth, I had to walk around the stadium to, to go to the far side and Mm. I mean the cop, the cop lads at Plymouth. It was amazing, and you know, I, I never realised sort of how many people remembered my time mm. in charge and the good times that we had. And I think that's what what really sort of lit up and made it emotional. And the fact that they were all remembering those times, and, mm-hmm. and that pleased me because because they were great times, and I've had some lovely times. I, I've enjoyed these. Mm different moments and seeing players you know at every club we've had some players back and yeah and they're, they're the same group if I tell you Dave you've been in them squads mm-hmm. when you've got a promotion and and you and you are you see those lads again or they have reunions they never seem to change yes they've <laughs> aged but the banter's the same the ones that Mickey takers are the same the stories is remember things which I forgot and and it's it's just great you know, I see Premier League players now kissing the badge and, mm. you know, and I think to myself, will they have reunions in 10 years or 15 <laughs> years? You know, I, I just can't see it. it. I mean, it is a different world and I think you're absolutely right. I mean, the, the type of places, Cardiff, Sheffield, Plymouth, Scarborough, Borough, places like that, I mean, you're anchored to what they felt at one time about their football club. And I think the thing that comes out of what you've just said, having seen your teams firsthand playing against them and then covering them as well, the, the, a large portion of it was you wouldn't have a goalkeeper on the bench. You'd have the outf- an outfield player would be someone who went in goal. You, you'd pack it with wingers and centre forwards. That, that's not a manager that's not wanting to uh, lose games. That's a manager who's saying, do you know what, lads? Today we're going to give it a right go and we're going to go for the win. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in fairness, there were only three subs, I think, in those days. So <laughs> yeah. I used to think, why waste a sub on a goalie that might happen <laughs> once a year? And because and Jags, I mean, Jaggy yeah. Elka. He would be the world's best tiddlywink player, Jags. Whatever, whatever he set his mind to do, he was mm. such a sportsman. Mm. And uh, and he used to put the gloves on and we used to, you know, and I used to joke with Paddy Kenny, listen, Paddy, don't worry if you, if you feel struggling. I said, we'll just shove Jags in goals. You know, because he's, he's a bit better keeper than you. It's a good job he's playing out. So, uh, and so when the time came... We just shoved Jags in goals, and uh, mm. he never let me down. He, you know, he, he, I think he used to love putting the gloves on. If I'm honest, he, he seemed to love it, and I think the reaction from the crowd at Bramall Lane was that one of "Here we go, Jags has got his gloves on. Let's see what happens now between the, the, now and the final whistle." It, it was all part of what, like you say, because of how we break down. We're going to come on to the Premier League in just a second, but we can never lose the fact of what football is, can we, Neil? The fact that it's, it is entertainment first and foremost. We love going to watch football matches. We love the possibility of walking up at half past two on a Saturday afternoon and coming home at five o'clock and you're ready to kick the cat or ready to hit the town. Yeah, and that's and that's what... I mean, especially our, in, in England, Great Britain. Hmm. I mean, you look at the fans that we get. I mean, I went to Notts County and there was 7,000 fans or something like that. Hmm. I mean, where do you get the... The, the fans turning out in the, the numbers anywhere else in the world. You don't, not mm-hmm. for like four divisions. No. So I, I just think it's a fantastic um, 
ingredients that we've put into the, the football league. I think mm -hmm. it's just something special. Uh, I think it's great where everybody has their own club. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether you're born into that club or like Man United fans, where they just want to, you know, you just want to be a Man United fan. Uh, I mean, but when they're doing that, well. <laughs> the only place that you don't get Man United fans are in Manchester, I think, really. Everywhere else I go, they, they seem to be like that. I think you're absolutely right. But I'm sure even though it has been a few months now since you last said that you're not going to be a manager anymore, that, that may change, as we well know. Um, the fact that... Um, I presume you're keeping abreast of, of the Premier League, the, the, the big shiny kind of motor car of, of a division that we all know and love. What have you made of it so far? Early knockings, of course. Uh, I think, well, I, t I mean, I tipped Man City to win it and I, c I can't see anything other than that. I didn't think, mm. I didn't envisage Liverpool um, losing as many points early doors and mm -hmm. having the results that they've had. It'll be very interesting now, from my point of view, to see how Jürgen... Um, changes the mindset again mm. you know you know there's everybody has an opinion on where they've gone wrong or what's gone wrong Jürgen will he'll have his own ideas about you know what's the situation having watched it and talked to his players and mm. uh, you know that I don't think there's nobody better than him to sort it out because they've got a really good squad I mean elsewhere I think um, you know the other team I mean Brighton surprised everybody early doors and, and now you see the manager moving on mm. to 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 the likes of to, to Chelsea, um, which will be very interesting. Um, I could have gone to Chelsea when I was at Notts County, David, mm -hmm. and uh, I didn't go down there. It wasn't because of the players. It was I didn't I didn't really uh, think I could work with the owner at that time, Ken Bates, okay. as much as what probably what Potter thinks he can do. Mm. Um, but it's a big is that a big thing, for, Neil? In, in the decision, you, you, you look at the playing yeah. squad and you think, great, but ultimately there's only one man who decides, or one owner that decides your fate and whether you're doing the, a good job or not, isn't there? There is, but I mean, I, I can, I know exactly how he's feeling now, Potter, because Graham would have thought he'd it, be terrified underneath at times because he's mm. going to come up against egos that he's never met in his life or seen in his life. Um and when you've been at a club like Brighton, and I'm not being disrespectful, a family club, good mm. fans, um, not really a lot of pressure. Yes, certain pressures, but not really a lot of pressures. He'll always, he'll also remember the time twelve months ago where he got booed, mm -hmm. uh, which I thought I thought was a disgrace at the time. And so the opportunity to come, uh, I I turned mine down. And you could say, did you regret it? Not really at the time. The only time I regretted turning a club down was Sunderland, believe mm -hmm. it or not. Mm -hmm. um, I do regret not going there at the time with Bob Murray. But Liverpool, sorry, going back to, to Graham Potter, mm -hmm. he will be worried. He'll be frightened death, but he knows he's coaching. He'll take him through it and he'll have the staff there to give it around. But deep down underneath, he'll be absolutely <laughs> terrified of some of them lads. And he's going to get through that. Because mm. as a manager, you know, you are going to progress. Uh, I think the 200 grand a week, David, might help him relax. <laughs> uh, if I'm honest. <laughs> I think that might be a, a softener. A softener for us. It might get some criticism yeah. Yeah. Uh, for I, I, five I, I, years. There's a, a there is a time elapsing, obviously, between you being offered the Chelsea job and Graham Potter moving from Brighton to Chelsea. But he talks... In the opening kind of uh, chats, being Chelsea manager about building relationships, building respect and trust, 
You mentioned just then tongue-in-cheek, possibly the wages are just slightly different nowadays, yeah. but the fun, the fundamentals of being a manager, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have changed in, in that course of time with what you would have done, would they? Not at all, no. And he'll, he'll be himself. He'll, he'll, mm-hmm. I think he'll give a little bit more personal touch to the squad, especially the younger lads like Mount, mm. people like mm-hmm. that. I think he'll have more one-on-ones, you know, probably an arm round one or two um, to get it. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, um, he, he's, you know, he hopes that he gets results early doors, which helps. If you get a few results, it helps him with the lads as well. But, you know, I think... It, I think looking from the outside, it wasn't it wasn't a bed of roses mm. at the at Chelsea beforehand, and I think Graham, you know, when you look at his position at at Brighton, it probably was as good a time as any that he's going to leave mm-hmm. because he'd done a great you know good job for three years, got a, got a good on his CV and a club like this with the sort of money that we're talking about. Mm. You know, you you can't really say no to that. But he won't change as a manager. What what's got mm. him the best at? He'll try and get these he egos, these big mm-hmm. egos. He'll try <laughs> and get them working as a team, which is easier said than done. But you know, if they if they sort of lock into what what Graham wants, there's no reason why you know they don't become a force again because it's a great you know got a good club now they've got the man. Uh, with the money that's come in, mm. he's talking about a five-year project. Yeah, listen, you can talk about <laughs> what you want, but uh, there's no such thing as a five-year project in management. Yeah. Um, but you know, if Graham does his job, um, he will want at some stage when he set off, like I did in my Sunday league days. I yeah. wanted to manage a team in the top flight and at Wembley, and you know, then my old club, Sheffield United. He'll have his ambitions and. What, I think one of his main ambitions is to manage at the top level, but then to have a, to go into the Champions League and try and mm. have a team that could win the Champions League as well as the the English Premier League and things. And Chelsea are that kind of club. You know, they proved last year they won the Champions League. So, but and he'll want he'll want to establish the way that he is um, because it's easy on the eye what what Graham wants. Mm. Uh, but I, but I can't stress enough. It's far easier doing that at Brighton than doing yeah. it at Chelsea. So, so he'll 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 have problems that he's never come across before in his managerial career now, and he'll deal with that because with management, you you have to learn by your mistakes or you have to mm. learn by experience, and it's only by being experienced and seeing what you've done wrong that you can become a better person and a better manager. So he'll be learning all the time now, every day. But he'll be excited because you mm. know he'll know he's got a club now that week in week out can beat anybody in the league. Whereas you know when you're at a Brighton, you're you're at a club that you know quite happy to stay in the Premier League, and if you're yeah. in the top half, it's a bonus. Whereas now he's got a team that can that can compete, or hopefully when he builds it, a compete mm-hmm. at the top level for the top prize. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. And you mentioned the word egos. I mean, depends how, what your definition or what you understand to be an ego. I'm sure you've come across some of the best players that their ego was absolutely paramount to the way that they perform for you on a Saturday or a Tuesday night. So how, how how do you manage that? Do you have to take the individual or do you take it as a group or do you, are there some that can be afforded a luxury? Are there some that can need the carrot, some need the stick? How on earth do you marshal these egos together? I think it's by getting to know everybody individually, uh, mm. knowing about the family, the children, the wives, you know, partners, whoever. And it, it's about knowing everything you can about players. You've also got to have good staff. You've got mm -hmm. to have the physios listening for when the lads come in for a rub or a, some, a chat in the morning. Is there anything wrong with the family? You know, the kids are off school or mm -hmm. you know, the missus is not well. You know, all the little things that come into it mm -hmm. um, that you need everybody to be on top. And you might think it's a little thing as a manager, but you've got to stress to the staff, I need to know all the little things because all the little things added up you know, become a big thing. Hmm. And and I think you've you've got to have that um, togetherness because you have to build a team that want to go in them trenches for you if you're going to be successful. I'm not bothered whether that's Manchester City or mm -hmm. bottom of the league. You've got to go in the trenches. They've got to give that little bit more. And, and by knowing about everybody, uh, it will help you. And when I say egos, you know, when you're on... You know, when, you, when you're on sort of a quarter of a million pound a year to play and somebody comes in and tells you you're not doing this, you're not doing that. If you've not got the right <laughs> attitude or, or you've not got mm. the respect for the manager, you know, what you say under your breath might be different to what you would do. And yeah. he, he's got to get these type of players that are on this type of money wanting to do it for him, really. Mm -hmm. not, not so much the club. I always believe, David, that you, you play for the manager rather than the club. Mm. Whenever I've been successful, I think the team's played for me, really. Yes, yeah. the clubs are all important. But if you look back at your career, I bet some of your best times with a manager that you'd lay your life, you know, die for. And, and I think Completely. that's what you've got to do. Yeah, and it, it, that's, it's an intriguing way to look at it because, and it, it goes back to what you were saying about visiting these old clubs and seeing that affection. The affection comes from success obviously helps. But B, the thing that will that will always be a currency in football is actually caring about where you are and what you're doing. That's what you want to harness together. That's why there's been this outpour, outpouring of affection for you because like you, you've mentioned about that, that time between three o'clock and five o'clock on a Saturday afternoon when it sometimes feels like someone else takes you over. But it's because you care. You are beholden to that club to care about that club, aren't you? Yeah, I mean... I'm not proud sometimes when I look back at some of the things I've done. But listen, <laughs> I can't I can't change, David. I'm not you nope. can't change as you get on. I, I have thought about it. I once wore a suit when I got promotion at Sheffield United. I think I did it for five weeks. 
I've never felt more uncomfortable. Uh, something like that. But I thought, oh, I should look the part, you know. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it's it's something that uh, uh, as a manager, you've just got to you've got to strive to get the best out of your group. Mm. And and I've always believed, yes, I've, I've I've dealt with egos, but not to the level that we're talking about now with the Premier League. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I look round. You know, for example, last year when I, even when when Ollie was at Man United and I'm watching Pogba. Mm. You know, how would I deal with, you know, and I, I couldn't deal with that. I, I mm. you know, I'd try and get him out the door quick as I could. Are you with me? Yeah. In that respect, in that respect, because I, 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 I wouldn't want people like that, you know. And, mm. and you know, I, I've heard stories about when you'd leave players out of the team at the top level and their agent rings you up about, you know, what you <laughs> I can just you imagine. You know, I can I mean, just I, imagine. How can you... Can you imagine me talking to an agent? Why I've dropped a player? I mean, come on! You've there's a show. A... There's, there's a show in itself, Neil. There, Neil Warnock speaks to football agents. I know. I mean, you know, I know they've got to have. They've got to help with the with the the contracts that you need. You've got to have. You've got to have um, agents and good people around. And there are good agents. I make no mistake. And, mm. and obviously, the ones that. That, that people get, you know, they have, they call them the bad ones. But mm. I think you've got to be looked after as a player because there's so much to do now. It's the ones that um, are too busy, for, you know, at times yeah. that, mm. that I think are wrong. You know, I, I've had a couple of players where agents have talked them into signing for clubs. Right. Which for me was the wrong decision. That's the wrong, uh, wrong, wrong, wrong reason completely, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Mm. They've all, you know, either got more money from their agents' fee and what mm. have you, but that they should look at, but you should look after the players more than themselves, really. Mm. I think the good agents are the ones that look after the players every week, not mm-hmm. just when the contracts are up. And there are a lot mm. of good ones, you know, a lot of good ones. Over the last few years, I think there's been a lot more of the good ones around. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking after it, but I mean, you know, when you hear about the stories about your top clubs in the Premier League, that's slightly different. That mm. I mean, the the sort of figures that we talk about, you know, it's uh, ludicrous. I think. The, and the amazing thing with this, um, if you're listening, in, is the fact that I I get to look at you when you're talking about this. You look to me like there's a fire there that's still going. Can it, what's what is the script, Neil? Is 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 that it done and dusted? <laughs> is is do you never know what's around the corner? Well, you don't. You never know. You never know what's around the corner. But I've really, really enjoyed doing these evening widths. I mean, mm. I'm looking forward to that. I'm seeing some mm. of my old players. Mm. I'm talking about stories about uh, managers at the top level that I've come across, which I've not been able to talk about before without getting mm. charged by the FA and getting <laughs> fined. So, uh, what's I, that I running think... total? Just, just so we know. It's, I mean, it, it's astronomical. About a quarter of a million, something like that. <laughs> I think they had a, they, they they actually did a, a suite down at the FA, the Neil Warnock suite. Uh, I think I paid for that. I think I paid for that. So um, yeah, it's nice to be able to talk a few stories and tell a mm-hmm. few um, funny bits, really. Because even from when I was starting off, you know, people like Cluffy when I was mm-hmm. in Forest, and I was a County, and then Wenger and Ferguson and Benitez and all them. It's so good to talk about that. Big mm-hmm. Ronnet when he was at Villa, they got good stories, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to to. To talking about me for money because it's given me things to look back in my career mm-hmm. and come up with some of the funny things and some of the funny things I'd forgot completely about mm-hmm. and so I thought right well let's get these 
the, 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 uh, the promoter saying, let's do these seven. I said, yeah. I'll do these seven because uh, they're all favourable ones. But I said, mm -hmm. ideally, if I like it, mm -hmm. I'd like to do places that I didn't get a, a, welcome, a reception <laughs> like welcome. You know, I've always yeah. wanted to go to Brist Bristol and Ipswich and Portsmouth <laughs> and places. Uh, and I'm, you know, I think, well, if I enjoy it, I might go down there, these places. Because fans are fans, you know. And even the places that, you know, when I come out, we used to we used to have a bet on with the staff how many seconds before they chanted Warnock, Warnock, you're a, you know, uh, can I say can I say banker? I think you know what I mean, don't you? Uh, but I wasn't a banker. No. Uh, but we used to, you know, and I used to say I bet it's thirty seconds. Well, it we're using mm. ten seconds. Um, but I, I still had a rapport with the fans. Mm. I still enjoyed it with the fans that that wanted to give me stick. I used to just pick a young lad out with his dad mm. always and. Always, especially at Hillsborough Day, yeah. I used to go to a young lad as a, you know, walking the the, the fifty yards to the dressing room yeah. with Hillsborough. Wow! And I used to along. pick a young lad, pick a young lad with his dad. I used to say, "Listen, son, I don't want you to be too disappointed tonight when you go home having got beat. All right, I want you to look after your dad. He's not a bad lad. All right, and because uh, I'd have everybody booing me. And, but I, I, I love, I love that kind of thing. Mm. And. Uh, you know, I'm I'm glad that I that I was able to do that. The thing that comes out of that as well, Neil, is is that sense of of taking the work seriously. But at times, as we've all got to do in life, not take ourselves too seriously, because that's then when you can get people on board with what you're doing. Does that, is that reflected in what you've seen dipping not just your toe, but nearly two feet now into social media and Twitter? And how have you found that? Because obviously, yeah. that's a reflection of a certain demographic who like to pass judgment but I mean you've taken to it like a duck to water well I have but I've got to say I have never got I didn't have a clue I mean I used to think when the lads used to come in and they were all on these I thought why would I want to tell somebody what I had for breakfast <laughs> in the morning and take the kids to school uh, you know uh, but I've done it I mean I have I've done it because obviously mm. with the shows and the, and, the, and the promotion work but I've actually enjoyed doing it you know, mm -hmm. Amy and Willie and my two, my, my youngest kids, and James and Natalie. I think they all look at it and they have a laugh, really, and they they yeah. tell me funny. Th I know. I mean, I did a couple few weeks ago, one on me cycling, and when it was red hot, <laughs> talking talking about dehydration. I saw it. Uh, it was good. Yep. And, and then the keep me up. You know, when Rick Carlson did that. Yes. I, I did yes. a keep me up one for fun mm. about you know what's wrong with that. Uh, I mean, I would have kicked the hell out of him if, if he'd have done that in front of me. So yeah. I would have got booked. Yeah. But I did that. And you're talking like somebody was saying two, two million, over two million people. Wow. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, it just, I always think, well, how sad can you get at social media? <laughs> you're not, you're but, not um, meant to say that. These are followers. I know. Neil. These are fans. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know that. But I think the people that look, look at me or look at the social media part they're quite mm. intrigued anyhow so uh, it, it makes them I think it does them a world of good to have somebody my age as well uh, mm. that's, that's, that's been around a bit uh, like I say I always try and be funny if I can mm. and uh, I did because like it, me hours of parliament Dave you know when I picked the yes. my cabinet a few yes. I did love doing that yeah. I really did enjoy well, that I, and I think the thing that is reflected, as I've said, having spent time with you in, in uh, studios and, and spoken to former players and current players of yours, that that again is is a is a real theme that runs through it. That 
dedication to what you do, um, commitment, responsibility in, in caring about it, but also that um, undercurrent of humour of the fact that inherently it is a game that's played by a load of uh, men or women running around and, and trying to do the utmost, uh, the, the best. But within that, there is so much room for humour. You spend so much time in each other's pockets, whether it's hotels, whether it's training grounds, whether it's, as you say, running, getting run to pieces in pre-season or winning things or losing things. You do it all together. And that humour, as ever, runs through it in everything that you've done, I think. I think I think what brought it home to me. One of the lads up at Middlesbrough telephoned me, obviously, when I left, and and um, mm. and he said to me that he'd got to tell me in all his career he never enjoyed getting out of bed to come training <laughs> as much as he did. And I think I know that sounds silly, but that was that meant no. a lot to me, David. That because it meant that he enjoyed the way that I was, and that that includes the humour part. And, mm-hmm. I think that's what I tried to do. I tried to make sure that my players enjoyed coming into training. And I think that's why uh, I've had so many promotions. Well, I mean, I, I would I would wholeheartedly agree with that, Neil. And, and go, coming off what you've said, the chat that we've had, the social media side, of it, I mean, I've, I've really enjoyed this. Is it something that you've enjoyed being able to chat? It is. I mean, when I've watched it, when I've looked around, I mean, I've done quite a few podcasts. Mm. David, uh, since I've retired. But when I started talking to you, I thought, we ought to do this more often, you know, really, because there's so many things weekly. Things change weekly. And, you Absolutely. Know, and, uh, if two million people want to see me keeping the ball up, I can do a lot more. In, <laughs> I can give them a lot more, you know. There's a lot a lot more to come come from this. There's, uh, there's so, a lot more we can cram into half an hour's worth of chat, isn't there? I mean, and um, I, I, think, I, I think you've... As ever, being the being the boss, I think you've masterminded that. I, I think a podcast sounds like a good idea. I mean, the other thing that you need for a podcast, of course, is a good title. Is any any titles that jump to mind for you? What what people have said when I've gone past them is, you've got to die for three points. <laughs> so so I think we better. I think we better. If we were doing it, I think we better call it that, don't you? That to me sums everything up with regards to what we've spoken about, what your career was about as a player and a manager and just how much you cared about it. Neil, that for me is a deal. Die for three points, done and dusted. Let's get cracking. What do you think? I think it'd be a good idea, Dave. Yeah, I've enjoyed doing it and I'm sure uh, people will enjoy listening and uh, it's another one that retirement, I can enjoy it. Fantastic. Bring it on. I'll speak to you next week. Okay. Speak to you then. Take it easy. Missus could have played against him. I've got to be careful, haven't I? I'm sorry at all this. That's a lot of. You've got to die to get three points. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 